With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Wolves Weekly. With Mikey Burrows. Featuring the biggest names from past and present. All the teams, all the talking points. Hello there, I'm Mikey Burrows. Welcome to another Wolves Weekly. On this episode, I'm joined by the former Wolves players Stephen Ward and Claire Hakeman. We'll review the performance at Manchester United and the VAR controversy that has raged ever since. We'll talk about Mateus Cunha and the role that he could play for Wolves this season. Plus, there'll be a full Brighton preview and we'll look at the pre-season and the campaign ahead for Wolves women. But we start with Stephen Ward's view on what happened at Old Trafford. Yeah, listen, it's unfortunate. I think, for me, it's the Stonewall penalty. I think, you know, all the reaction here this morning. Now listening to the radio this morning, looking at sort of social media stories, people can't believe that. I think the most surprising thing for me is that the referee wasn't even just told to go and look at it. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, aside from that, I think Wolves will be, you know, really pleased with the performance. Obviously disappointed they didn't take some of the chances that they had, um, which probably would have meant that VAR call wasn't relevant at all. But I think on the whole, after the sort of last 10 days that the club has had, um, you know, really positive, really real good show of togetherness, I think, from the fans and the players um, to show that everyone's fighting for the club. So, yeah, really positive. And for me, watching the game, you know, I, I didn't know what to expect at the start because as a player, you know, you, you always say what's happening sort of behind the scenes doesn't affect you, but it, but it can do. And, and I thought, you know, to go and put a performance like that on an absolutely dominated game from start to finish, I felt. Um, yeah, they should be really happy with the performance but like Gary O'Neill said unfortunately there's no, nothing to show for it and they have to make sure that, that they repeat that performance and, and get some points on the board quickly yeah that's the thing isn't it that um, you know plaudits doesn't get you anything does it really everybody will everybody will say oh how well Wolves did and how unlucky Wolves were but the, from a player's perspective they, they didn't get the points that they wanted to yeah no and, and he said that to me at the end he said 
you know, it's it's disappointing that they're not getting on the bus with letting the show for their efforts. But I think from where they probably were five, six days ago, um, to put in a performance like that, I think you've seen the reaction of the crowd. He spoke about the, the reaction of the crowd after the game. It, it gives real hope, and I think that's something that probably might have been lost in the last few days. So uh, I think that's a real positive. And, and for me, you know, you still look at look at the side last night, and you look at the subs coming on and making a huge impact. You know, it's still a, a really, really talented group of players, and, and it's just about getting their mentality right and keeping that togetherness, and, and, and hopefully it can it can be a really positive season, and we can turn what's gone on into a real positive going forward. Player, should we be surprised in some respects? Because you know, you and I have watched quite a lot of the preseason, and that's how they played in preseason, and. You know, Gary O'Neill, in, in very much credit to him, has clearly came in and thought, right, I don't need to do wholesale changes to this. This is a, a good team who are playing with a freedom. Let's go out and play with freedom. I think that we saw, didn't we, in the Luton friendly, then building into the Wren friendlies. There were so many positives to take. And actually, the most pleasing thing is that what we've done is then taken it into that first game of the season and, and gone to a place like Old Trafford and put in a hell of a performance because... Um, we can't take anything away from the way that I think every player contributed. There was almost no weak links. Uh, I think we, across the pitch, the effort, desire, energy was excellent throughout. And you've got, you know, people like uh, Pedro Neto that played probably his first 90 minutes in a league game that I can remember for a very long time, but didn't seem to lose his energy, his drive. And, you know, he's, he, he was full of running up until the, you know, the last seconds. And um, a bit like Wardy said, the subs came on and impacted. I think when I looked at it on paper, you thought like on 77 minutes, Fabio Silva comes on. You kind of thought, oh, this mate, this game might fade. Man United will see the game out. They'll start to do a bit of game management. But actually, we, we just went again. We turned the screw again. And, we, you know, we really impacted. Fabio Silva had three good chances. He hit the target every time. So there's a positive right place, right time. Just couldn't quite obviously beat the beat the block of Man United defenders who were throwing everything on the line to try and keep keep their three points on the board. Yeah, I, I thought there were some really impressive performances all round. The fullbacks, uh, Wardy, Rainé Nori. I mean, he made. There was a couple of times when United kind of got just inside him, and, and Wolves had players to cover. It was unfortunate that he got dragged out to a player out wide. Mario Lamina then kind of had to leave his player to go and close down, and it you you could tell because they were clearly about to make the substitution, so they knew that he was getting tired in that respect. And that was the one time they got punished. Yeah, it was a difficult one. I think it, as a fullback, it's difficult when the opposite fullback underlaps and you tend to maybe have to go and, and, and press the wider man. Um, and he just, just couldn't get back inside. But listen, I think you've got to give <clears throat> Man United a bit, a bit of credit for the goal. It was a, you know, I think Fernandez's ball was, was, was of a, you know, I think a quality. And, and sometimes it's, it's difficult. You might be just half a yard out and, and they're able to punish you. But you know, watching the game, it just felt like United would score for some reason, just in terms of Wolves having so much dominance, not taking their chances, and, and then obviously hit with a sucker punch. But I think one of the biggest things for me, and Claire touched on it there, was, was when the substitutions were made, the, the reaction, they went again. They didn't, you know, you can easily feel sorry for yourself, yourself after playing so well. But, you know, they had the mentality, you know, especially when the subs came on, gave them even more energy um, and, and, you know, finished the game so strong, United were penned in. You know, and it was literally last-ditch bodies on the line to try to keep their clean sheet, which is a credit to them. And 
Um, but, you know, a, a real good sign for Wolves that they were pushing right to the end. But I, I think the one thing, you know, I didn't see a lot of pre-season, but the one thing I would say about Gary O'Neill, I know he's only been in four days, but for me, they looked a different feeling in the press for Wolves. I thought, you know, he obviously had watched Man United, he targeted, you know, them playing short out with the new goalie, they pressed really high, aggressively. And then what he did was he just, like he spoke about it last night, he, you know, he targeted the middle of the pitch, I think, with Mount and Fernandes in there quite attack-minded players and, and probably lighter weight than, than what Casemiro is and, and just overloaded that area. And, and it really paid off. And the top unit was, was unbelievable on the night, you know, dropping in, winning the ball and then getting balls up the pitch. It was, a, yeah, a, a, an all-around great performance. Like you said, full-backs, really strong, really strong performance, both in an attacking sense um, and defensively. So, you know, a lot of positives. Disappointing, there was nothing to show for it. But, I think, like I said, from where they probably were a week ago to sort of everyone writing them off, talking about what's going on at the club, you know, whispers here and there to where they are now. Um, it just shows that the quality of player that they still have and, and the quality of team that, that they have. And that, that was really evident with the bench because sim- similar to, to Clay, you, you, you looked at the bench when the subs came on, you thought, you know, is that weakening the side? But actually, it just galvanised them again. Mm. Player, let's talk about Mateus Cunha because um, Wardy rightly picks out he was in both elements of the game, defensive and offensive. And the way he carried the ball at times, I mean, he made you know world class defenders, World Cup winning defenders, look really poor at times. Uh, that we've known it, we've seen it in bursts, haven't we, last season? Um, but he had that spell where he kind of didn't feature towards the end of the campaign. And it feels like, and I know there's a lot of conversation about how many goals he'll actually score and if he is an out-and-out nine or, or what he actually is. And and we'll get Wardy's view on that in a second. But when you look at his all-round game last night, you can see why they've invested the money they have in him. Yeah, I thought he was excellent. I mean, throughout, the energy levels that he was giving was was incredible. Um I think he kind of took the performance. We spoke a lot about his performance against Wren and he was aggressive and he just looked like a different player. But I think he stepped it up a notch even more, uh, I think, last night. Um, he just driving with the ball. I think I read somewhere that in match day one in the Premier League, he ran the, the furthest distance. He covered the most ground. And that tells you a lot about the way that he performed because you look, he's, he's almost in our, he's obviously in our front three there almost, but the amount of times you saw him driving back, winning the ball in the in the final, you know, in the in the defensive third, and then driving on with it, getting people turned, you'd hate to defend against him. Um, that's a fact. I think they really felt the pressure when he when he was around. But I think the way that he linked up as well with the players around him, he, you know, we got the the backs turned to goal, got Neto in play. We were just so good. I think that that overload that Gary O'Neill spoke about was was so obvious when you looked at it. And I think, you know, we, we saw with some of the TV coverage last night, they were talking about the fact that everything was identical. A lot of our attacks were identical because we pushed the front three right on their back line and opened the space up and we managed to get in behind their midfielders so many times. And I think a little bit of that's credit to the fact that our midfield three of Gomez, Lamina and, and Nunes were, were also excellent on the night and uh, all had superb games. The problem is, Stephen Ward... Uh, if you are a striker who has got a really good work rate and a good footballing ability that you can play in other positions, uh, I think you might know what I'm leaning towards here. You have very much experience of this. Um, do you get the credit as an actual striker because you kind of get 
asked to do lots of other roles as you were in your career. Yeah, I think it's, listen, I think the reality is strikers get judged on, on how many times to put the ball in the back of the net. Um, but if you ask any Wolves player last night, would they have had the same performance or impact of, of performance if, if he wasn't leading the line? I don't think they would have. And um, Listen, for me, he's, he's one that can do various roles, of course. Uh, I think the goals will come. I think, think they will come. You know, he gets himself in good positions. Um, but I think he'll make players around him better, especially if he plays the way he did last night. And, and there's obviously, you know, goals goals within that front three, goals from midfield, I feel as well. But f- for me, he gives you another option. A little bit, I, I, I sort of touch on a little bit of what Joe Linton does at Newcastle, coming in as a number nine. He does have other attributes. And, and you look at the impact he can make playing a little bit deeper. So, you know, for me, there's another option there. But I, I think if he's leading your line and, and, you know, carrying the ball the way he did, working back from leading, sorry, leading the defensive line from the front, holding the ball up well, I thought he linked play superbly well. You know, it's going to bring players like Neto into the game and, and, and create a lot more space for him to, to go 1v1. And, you know, he looked really sharp last night as well. A little bit rusty in a couple of his finishes, but I think that'll come in time over games. And, and I think that's what he will do. He'll, he'll create and be, be someone that, you know, brings other people into play and, and is a real provider of goals as well. But, you know, ultimately, as a number nine, you will get judged. But I do think there is goals in them. So Wolves were in, finished their pre-season campaign with a impressive 4-1 victory over Oxford United women, including some long-range goals from Beth Merrick and Anya Denham and even a new signing Olivia Ferguson getting herself a goal. So here's Claire Hakeman on what will lie ahead for Wolves women. Yeah, I think we've had a you know a, a good pre-season. We've had a nice mix of challenges, a lot of behind closed doors games, but uh, we've played some championship opposition and competed well. Uh, so I think it's been uh, you know a, a really solid pre-season in terms of like additions to the squad. I think you know we've added strength in depth. We're stronger than we were this time last season. Um, so we've added Merrick Will, uh, who comes in as a centre midfielder, although she started at centre half yesterday. So she can do a bit of both, which is, you know, great. Ellie Wilson as a right back coming from Sheffield. Olivia Ferguson, obviously, we've signed from Celtic, who, you know, a forward player. Uh, Hannah Fryer from Fylde. Uh, we've got Anya Denim, who came on yesterday as a new player as well, coming from Wales. And she's um, she scored on, you know, 16 years old and scored an absolute bang yesterday. So we've got, like, a lot more players uh, that come in to build our squad to give us a little bit of competition for places as well. So, but yesterday's performance was... Excellent from the girls. They were solid throughout. I think there was four goals in the first 18, 19 minutes. So, so Olivia Ferguson opened her scoring at Telford after 19 seconds. So um, it was a great start. Decent crowd in as well. And um, the girls put on a hell of a show with three of the four goals were excellent as well. Yeah, um, I, I say the... Look, we always think that Wolves are going to do well. And Matamara has built a really good setup. And um, despite, obviously... Uh, Newcastle coming in and and trying to disrupt things in the league a little bit. Um, you still kind of think that they have the potential to be there. But you look at a team like Derby, who they face first up. I mean, they signed five players the other week. Like the 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 league is really moving on at a pace. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's third tier of women's football, so you know every year it gets 
stronger and I think the escalation of like how the progress of the lionesses and stuff has really driven everything on and everything is stepping up there's a lot more uh, money involved in terms of coming down the tiers so uh, Newcastle have gone full-time this season and they've come into our league this season from the from tier four so you know it's a bit of a statement from them we know that's going to be tough but I think our, our squad is better than it was this time last season we've got more strength so I would expect us to, to compete in the league whether we're going for top spot you know I'd, I'd don't know I think it's going to be a really interesting campaign I think for Wolves women um there's going to be some tough teams in there I think Nottingham Forest have added some excellent championship level players so I think they're going to be strong again so obviously it's been us and Forest for the last few seasons that have been really competing for that top spot so uh, I think we'll we'll want to compete I think we've we've got the players to do it I think things have to go for you, don't they? I think last season, you know, part of the reason we may not have finished top was that we lost Amber Hughes from Christmas and she was out for the majority of the second half of the season and still nearly finished top goal scorer. That's how many goals she put on, on the board for us in the first half of the campaign. So you've got to have a little bit of luck along the way as well. But um, yeah, we start out at Derby next week. Um, tough place to go. They've always been there or thereabouts in the, the top half of the table. So, But it'd be great to get up and running and get three points on the board. Under-21s had a a 3-2 home defeat to Fulham late, actually. They started the game really well. Um, Owen Hesketh and Justin Hubner got the goals. Um, I I can't talk any more about it because I was getting married at the time and uh, you were at the marriage as well, uh, at the wedding. (laughs) Uh, Not part of the marriage, obviously. You were at the wedding. So, so, uh, well, obviously, we don't know too much about it. So, we will talk more about the under-21s. In the coming weeks, the under-18s got off their season with a one-all draw with Blackburn. Caden Voice got the goal for them. They're away at Everton this Saturday. Uh, Stoke away on Monday is next up for the under-21s. And we'll update you on those on the next Wolves Weekly. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Let's talk about Brighton, Claire. Uh, it's, it's an interesting selection, isn't it? Because there'll be an awful lot of fans who want Fabio Silva in that team. And as we've been discussing... It, Mateus Cunha could do other roles. He doesn't necessarily need to be the out-and-out man. Um, I thought Pablo Sarabia played well at Old Trafford. Uh, and so that, that's a difficult choice if they are going to get Fabio in, as, as a lot of fans would want. Sarabia is probably the one that would be vulnerable. Yeah, I would say, I think if 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 they changed it up, I think uh, Fabio Silva comes in for Sarabia and, and, and Cunha then becomes moves on to the right-hand side. But um, I, I'm not sure for me. I think I'll go the, state, the same 11 would 
start for me. I think Brighton are an incredible side. You know, we were at Brighton towards the end of last season. They absolutely tore us apart. So we, we know what the, th- the threats that they hold. But I think we've got to take the game to them a little bit like we did last night. And Gary O'Neill spoke quite a bit about it, didn't he? That, you know, they were going to attack. We were going to attack it. We weren't going to sit back and absorb it and, you know, catch it too much on the break. There was a little bit of counter-attacking in there, obviously. But... Um, I think it's really important that being at our first home game, and this is where we start to talk about, we talk about a lot of performances versus points. And I think key bit for me is that we, we, we need to take some points away from the Brighton game. I think it's, it's, a, it's a big moment for us. We had an incredible performance against Man United. I think this will be brilliant now because I think the home crowd will be absolutely behind the boys because they absolutely deserve you know, the the back in after what an incredible performance and obviously it's been a rocky rocky road the last couple of weeks. But I think I think the positive talk on social media around last night's performance will really I think the fans will really take that into Saturday's game at Molyneux and um hopefully drive them on. I'm really hopeful that we go and take some points away from that. But I think in terms of setup, I think for me I'd go uh, same start in 11. I like the fact that Fabio Silva is a great option to come off the bench. Personally, I think he's a little bit naive in some situations. Um, I think he likes a dummy. I think Sarabia is a, a little bit of a safer option. I think he'll keep the ball for us and, and keep linking the play. So for me, I would I would stick with the same again. Audie, would you be tempted to tinker? Or when you've had that kind of performance, do you say just oh, go and do it again? Yeah, I completely agree with you, Claire. And I think the big thing for me is um, I was at the Brighton game last year and, and, and obviously Claire spoke about the away game. They're a good side, right? They keep the ball well. I think what's going to be really important for Wolves is that counter-attack element that they showed last night. So for me, if, if, if you've got a counter-attack, you need a base to play off. I think Kunli gives that, will give that physicality of the pitch. I think he'll obviously work back and when, as we've seen last night, when he wins it, he'll drive straight through the middle. And I think that'll be a real factor in the game for Wolves because I think he might get a little bit, not isolated, but he, he won't be, you won't be able to link as much off maybe he's pushed into a wider area. So for me, I'd go the same. I'd, I'd, you know, Brighton will have, have a bit of possession, but for me, Wolves are set up to, to play on the counter-attack. They, when they win the ball like they did last night, they secured it well, played progressively forward, and then they've got pace in the wide areas and, and pace up front to, to go and hurt him. So, yeah, I completely agree. I think for me, it's the same. I'd go the same. And, and you know, nice to have a couple of good options then on the bench to come on when, when, when the game gets a bit stretched at the end. Is it a risk though, Wardy, but in terms of um, trying to play in the same manner? Because obviously, you know, sometimes you get some coaches, some managers who who will select one thing for one team, one for another. Some will kind of go, this is how we play and we, and we try and do it week in, week out. That's what Nuno was, right? He, he basically said, this is what we do and it doesn't matter who we come up against. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. It was quite open game at Manchester United. And having been at both Brighton games last year and seen how good they were and how, how clinical they were, it's kind of a little bit frightening because Brighton really will capitalise if you're open. Yeah, no, for me, I, I think it is. There has to be a game plan for every, for a game plan for every game in the Premier League because everyone causes you different problems. They give you different puzzles to solve. You have to find solutions. Um, but I think the game will be a similar pattern. I think going to Old Trafford last night, I think Wolves, Wolves fans, Gary O'Neill would have expected Man United probably to have a bit more of the ball. Um, I thought Wolves defended brilliantly. And then when they wanted the counter-attack superbly, and I think it could be a similar sort of vein on on, on um, Saturday. Brighton, as we know, won't, won't change the way they play. They'll try to build up from the back. 
Um, they'll play through the lines. They'll, they'll try to get it into wide areas and hurt, hurt you in the wide areas. So, for me, it, it, it's another game that will probably, um, you know, and listen, Wolves will want to have possession of the ball. Of course they will. But I think sometimes you have to you have to approach a game knowing the team's strengths. And I, I think we, we can catch them on the counter-attack. I think, you know, with the pace we have on that top end of the pitch. So, there will be times we, we'll have to surrender possessions, surrender territory. But, you know, if they defend like they did last night, I thought Lamina and, and Gomez were outstanding in front of the back four, winning the ball back. And then I think for me, if you got Cooney up there holding the ball up, doing what he did last night, getting on the half turn, driving forward with the pace and now Sarabia in the wide areas, the fullback support as well, then, you know, for, for me, it's, it's, it, could, it should be or could be a similar, similar type of game to last night. Of course, you don't want to be too open because Brighton are a good side. But I think even last night, when Man United broke or they won the ball back, I think we showed that they were more than capable of getting back in behind the ball and, and uh, you know, defending well. I just wanted to finish by asking you about um, Gary O'Neill because you'd have played against him, right? Yeah. And and you've been in those circles around him. Um, the feedback that I got from kind of spies within the camp in the last week is that training's been really intense. Yeah. Like, it was intense before, but that intensity level has stepped up. Um, is that does is that something you can see from kind of how he played, what he was like as an opponent? Well, I think you see it from his interviews, and, and I know someone who was who done actually his A license on the same course as Gary O'Neill, and just said he's so meticulous, so focused on what he wants to do. Um, you know, wanted to be a manager. You know, what, he told me he was the, the by far the best coach in the in the group that worked, that he done his A license with, and you could tell he, he was going to be a manager. So it's it's a passion of his. I think he comes across well in his interviews in terms of. His, his style, how he wants to work, the confidence that he has for such a young manager. I think that comes across in his voice. I think he speaks really well. So, yeah, listen, I, I think the first thing a manager always tends to do, and, and I've had managers change, they come in and they up the tempo in training because, you know, they want to they show that, that to be in this team, you have to work hard. That usually, usually plateaus out after a couple of weeks where they get their philosophy in and, and the games come thick and fast. So, yeah, I think, think you know, he'll want them to be intense because he'll want to evaluate the players who he can trust, who he knows is going to run through a brick wall from. I think that will calm down a little bit because now you're into the games, there's a lot of recovery. Uh, there'll be some down days to, to, to let the boys recover for, for the intensity of the games. But, you know, from all the reports I've had before, very meticulous, you know, very structured, knows, has a real philosophy and a belief in what he wants to do. So, um, yeah, listen, I, I think to go to Old Trafford your first game, like I said, he, he probably didn't tweak too much, but there was, I, I, I felt watching Wolves, there was a few changes in terms of what I seen last year, in terms of the intensity, the press, the high press. And then I also thought getting back behind the ball, there was obviously an intent there to, to recover as quick as you can. And, you know, sometimes that can be something that, Hasn't always been there with Wolves. I think they were pleasing on the eye, but when they went forward, maybe they didn't recover possible. So, you know, I think they played with a real intensity last night and something that I'm sure he'll want to instill into the players. Do coaches reflect how they played the game? I mean, you coach. Uh, you've got mates, um, former players who coach. When you look at them, are their philosophies often the same? Like, Because Gary O'Neill was one of those kind of ratter midfielders, wasn't he? Good player. But he was all, you know, he was all energy. He was all intensity in that midfield area. He would cover ground and get around, and so that kind of matches a little bit how he asked the team to play. Uh, yeah, I think. Listen, he'll probably come from that era a little bit—the era where you know, first and foremost, you work hard. But 
I think in terms of as a coach, you can you can see he has a philosophy and, and, and he really thinks about the game. The game's so analytical now. It's, it's like a game of chess. It's very tactical. So, you know, I think first and foremost, he'll have the values as, as probably I had as a player and, and, and coming up through that area, through that era, you know, work ethic is, is an absolute must. Uh, it's an ethos of, of, of a successful team. But I think nowadays, and the type of coach he seems to be, you have to look at that new modernised side of the game because the game is has moved on so, so much. And that analytical, tactical side, structurally getting your team right, I think, you know, from all reports I've heard, people have done his, his, his badges alongside him. He, he was he was top of the class and everything of that. So he probably has a good blend and a good mix of everything to, to be a successful manager. And Claire, that hard work, has paid off in some respects because, uh, you know, the, we have to be honest. The, there was a big part of the fan base that that didn't that didn't see that appointment as being the right move from a Wolves perspective for whatever reasons, and whether that's just out of support to Julian Lopetegui or in, in any other circumstance. So, to do what he's done now and to have that performance goes an awful long way to getting everybody kind of behind behind him behind what they're trying to do. And maybe part of that is because a lot of people have been predicting us to go down nationally and it creates that siege mentality, right? That that we are wolves. That Wardy knows this only too well. There's always people who are going to predict us not to do well. And therefore, okay, fine. If, if everyone outside the bubble, if to borrow from Mick McCarthy, outside the tent wants to do a certain thing in on us, then, then we get all together and do it out. Yeah, exactly. I think it's a case of showing everyone not to write us off. I think we spoke a lot about the fact that the squad that we had last night that opened up the season was so much better than the squad that opened up this time last season against Leeds. So we had a, we had a bench, we had a bit of strength in depth. I'm not saying there's masses off the bench to come through and injuries may play its part in the season, but... We, we, you know, we're in such a better position. I think this time last year, a lot of people spoke about the lads not being as fit as they could be. And I think, to be fair to Lopetegui, I think he came in and sorted that out pretty quickly. But you looked last night, they looked fit, they looked energy. There wasn't a lapse in the game. I know you, you talk about the new manager bounce, but I think uh, we showed so much that we, the energy levels just didn't dip. They didn't drop. There wasn't many places, phases in the game where you could almost see somebody getting tired. Uh, I think they they were they were excellent throughout. So for me, I think we want to be together. We want to, you know, people may be writing Gary O'Neill off because he hasn't got a lot of managerial history as such yet. But you know, when when Nuno came to us, he didn't have something that he didn't, you know, on paper he didn't read like he was going to be a worldie and come straight in and make it all all as well as it did. And look at how that escalated. So you know, I think we've got to see after that performance last night. I think the crowd will be totally with us at Molyneux on Saturday. I think Gary O'Neill deserves the, the absolute backing and I don't think there's many people in football that wouldn't want him to come off because you know he comes across as a nice guy he's, he's super confident he speaks really well there's there's nothing not to like is there so I think Wolves fans are going to be really keen now to to get behind the team but you know let's get some points on the board and, and score some goals and, and try and change the cycle is the one thing I'd like us to do because we spoke the last season the season before about being clinical creating lots of chances really nice football that's great but we've got to start converting some of these chances into goals and I think I think as soon as that happens like Gary O'Neill said last night 23 chances amazing you know biggest whatever it was the stats since 2005 when Chelsea scored had 25 chances whatever it was I think we have to now show that we can score some of these goals the you know we've got to convert these chances into goals but everything if we keep doing what we're doing the goals will come
Thanks for listening to Wolves Weekly. As ever, the latest from the club is available at wolves.co.uk and via our social media channels. Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.